Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning to about 6.55 in the morning. These calls are recorded, so if you ever miss one, you can always go back and pick them up on SoundCloud. Put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls are archived back seven years. So... And there's lots of wonderful information in all of those calls. With that being said, for those of you that may not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with a teaching background, but also um, with a huge interest in health and nutrition since I had grandparents that had diabetes and adult, adult onset diabetes and heart disease. And it comes from for me, on both sides of the family, so I'm really cognizant of it and have been since I was in high school. The TR90 program, which is one really good meal a day, two shakes a day, at a, usually at a minimum to start. Um, when you're on maintenance, that you can change, you can switch that up so that you maybe back off to only one shake a day. That's totally up to you. Thirty grams of protein, of protein at at least three meals, three snacks a day. So one meal, two shakes, three snacks, 30 grams of protein, and at least three of those. Making sure to get plenty of fruits and vegetables, and by plenty, seven or more daily. That's seven or more servings of fruits and vegetables. Also getting in 30 minutes of moderate to have the exercise at least five days a week. It's also really important because remember we're building that lifestyle to help change our eating habits for a lifetime and not just a one and done. Taking your supplements if you can about 20 minutes before your meal. That will really set you up well, but if you're not able to take it 20 minutes ahead, do take it with your excuse me, with your meals because it is really important and it will um, it will still work, just not quite as synergistically as is optimum. Getting seven to nine hours of rest daily and also getting in, let's see, I told you about the exercise. Oh, water. Water is the other thing. Um, drinking plenty of water. Water, at this current time, they're thinking, if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking about 50, no less than about 50 ounces of water a day, so one ounce for every two pounds you weigh. If you're exercising heavily or if you're in a really humid area and you're sweating profusely, you may need to up, well, you will not need to, may, you will need to up the amount of fluids that you're drinking. The other thing you can do to help balance out those electrolytes is take just the tiniest little, a few grains of like sea salt and drop it into the water before you drink it. And that will help kind of balance things out in your system so that you're not just sending the water straight through you without some of it um, holding on to the nutrients in your body that you need. So that is the TR90 program in a nutshell. I'm always looking for things to share with you that have to do with health and nutrition, and the information today I'm sharing with you is out of a book called Superfoods, 
health style, simple changes to get the most out of life for the rest of your life. It's written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. Um, last, week I was, last week when I was with you, I was talking about stress. So here are some of those symptoms of stress, and I'm sure that we're all suffering from at least two or three of these, if not many more. You eat more or less than normal. You feel t- tired constantly. You drink more alcohol, you smoke more, or use drugs more frequently. Your sleep habits change. You have aches and pains that are not the result of exercise. You feel more anxious, nervous, or angry than usual. I, I can attest to this when I've seen people driving really crazy out on the roads and I'm just going, what are they thinking? You have to use the bathroom more or less often than normal. You're more forgetful. You notice other changes in the way that you behave. So those, those are just some of the symptoms of stress. And since I shared those with you last week, I thought I would review them again to put you in a, into a good spot for what I was going to share with you today. So two good source, resources for coping with stress are Power Over Stress. This is by Ken Ford Ned, MD, and Kenford is spelled K-E-N-F-O-R-D. Last name is N-E-D-D. The other resource for coping with stress is Instant Emotional Healing, Acupressure for the Emotions by George Pratt and Peter Lambrobe. So that is Emotional Healing, Acupuncture for Emotions by George Pratt, P-R-A-T-T, and Peter Lambrobe. L-A-M-B-R-O-V. And what um, Dr. Stephen Pratt recommends, which when he was um, going through his research, he recommended that his mom look up uh, Herbert Benson, a doctor at Harvard who wrote about relaxation response in his book called The Relaxation Response. Funny about that. Here's a simple technique. You sit or lie down quietly. If you're laying down, be sure that you don't go to sleep. You close your eyes. You um, deeply relax all of your muscles beginning at your feet and ending at your face. Now that technique, when you go to do that, you're laying there. You tense up your feet for 5 to 10 seconds and then you release it. And then you tense up your calf muscles, and then you release them. So you go systematically from your feet to your head, tensing up those muscles, and then releasing them to relax. And by the time you get to your face, you'll tense up your face, and then you relax your face. You'll breathe through your nose and become more aware of your breathing. As you breathe out, you can say a word. It can be any word. Um, One was the word that Benson suggested, but any word will do. You breathe in, you breathe out, and you repeat your word, whatever it is. In this case, we're saying one. Breathe in, breathe out, repeat one, and so on. Breathe naturally and easily. Continue this for 10 to 20 minutes. You can open your eyes to check the time, but don't use an alarm. When finished, sit or lie quietly for a few minutes. Be passive. 
ignore distracting thoughts. So that there is that relaxation technique. You should do the relaxation response once or twice daily. Do not do it within two hours of eating as digestion seems to interfere with the effectiveness of this response. At first, you may find it difficult to achieve the relaxation response. You'll be distracted and your head will fill with unrelated thoughts. Try to gently ignore those distractions and focus on your breathing. You might find it a challenge at first. Perhaps it will seem like a waste of time, but persevere. You will begin to reap the rewards. People who regularly practice the relaxation response find that they have a better awareness of the tension levels in their body and thus better ability to relax in any situation. Improved concentration. Reduced resting levels of the fight or flight portion of the autonomic nervous system. So do you want a simple method to achieve personal peace? Try to keep a photograph of loved ones in your wallet or at your workplace. In one study, it was found that sheep who are temporarily isolated from their flock endure an increase in stress as measured by heart rate and changes in movement and vocalization and hormone levels. But when the sheep were shown photos of other sheep, all symptoms of stress were reversed. Abstract face, shapes, and goat photos had no effect. This positive response can be extrapolated to humans as it involves our highly complex ability to recognize and respond to familiar faces. Though we don't understand precisely how this mechanism works, we do know that the link between face recognition and physiological response is real. So, relaxation response, let's see, metabolism. For the fight or flight, it's up. For the relaxation response, it's down. Heart rate for fight or flight, up. Relaxation, down. Blood pressure is up for fight or flight. Your breathing rate is up and your muscle tension is up. For the relaxation response, metabolism, heart rate, blood pressure, breathing rate, muscle tension, they're all down. So the next section on this is in meditation. Similar to ways, in many ways to the relaxation response, meditation is a state in which the body is relaxed and the mind is calm and focused. Mindfulness or meditation is the method the Buddha taught as part of a means to end suffering. Meditation is the practice of paying attention to breath and sensations in the present moment rather than getting lost in random thoughts. Whether memories of the past, commentary on the present, or anticipation of the future, meditation has been demonstrated to ease chronic pain, depression, anxiety, and stress, improve heart health, boost mood, immunity, and generally improve symptoms associated with many chronic ailments. Meditation is not difficult to learn, and those who meditate regularly are able to achieve a relaxed meditative state very quickly. The greatest reward of meditation 
comes with practice and persistence. Meditation is a, has measurable effects on the health. One study showed a significant lowering of blood pressure and heart rate in black adults, as well as a reduction in atherosclerosis of the carotid artery, which supplies blood to the brain. Another study <clears throat> showed that African-American teenagers who meditated for 15 minutes twice a day for four months were able to lower their blood pressure a few points. This is a is significant because African Americans suffer disproportionately from hypertension. If blood pressure can be reduced in teens, they are more likely to enjoy a reduced risk of hypertension as they age. Scientific evidence shows that people who are, who are meditating experience an increase in activity in the part of the brain that controls metabolism and heart rate. Studies on Buddhist monks show that meditation produces long-lasting changes in the brain activity in areas involving attention, working memory, learning, and conscious perception. Another recent study recruited 62 stressed, quote, stressed out volunteers and found that those who underwent the mindfulness training had experienced an average of 54% reduction in physiological distress by the end of the three-month study. The control subjects had no such reduction. The trainees also reported a 46% drop in medical symptoms over the period of the study compared with the slight increase of the control group. This is another reason why they've been trying to include um, mindfulness and breathing exercises in classrooms. Meditation involves focusing the mind on an object or word, consciously relaxing the body, and repeating a word or phrase. It's ideal to practice meditating twice a day, usually in the morning and in the evening. As Gandhi stated, meditation is the key to the morning and the latch of the evening. Set aside 10 to 15 minutes to meditate, Find a quiet place and sit comfortably relaxed with eyes open or closed. Choose a phrase or repeat to repeat. Feel your body relax as your mind wanders. Return it to your chosen phrase. Remain in this state for 10 to 20 minutes. So you can do meditation. You can do the relaxation response. Those are a couple of tools to help you on that um, journey of relaxation. And all of the techniques of stress reduction have similar, similar components. A repetition of a sound or a word, phrase or prayer, image or physical activity, and a passive disregard for the everyday thoughts as they occur. For Dr. Pratt, for him, silently repeating his mantra, trusting God, now realize this is his, has a 100% track record in pushing any negative thought or emotion out of his mind. So I'm going to end the call with that. I'm going to take everybody off of mute so that they can say to each other. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was pretty amazing. Victoria, if you're there, we need you back. <laughs> 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 
And the other thing is, I how know. long did the te- how long did the teenagers have to um, meditate for? Um, let's see. I'm going back and taking a quick look at that. It I seemed to me it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't seem like it was very long. Fifteen minutes twice a day for four months. And they show it to okay. So, you know, there's there's a thought for you. <laughs> oh no, really interesting. That was a great great information. Very timely. Well, you know, considering we're still dealing with COVID and we're also dealing with election results and everything else that's happening right now, that it people are getting stressed out because you know, that's yesterday was thing. the highest number. Yesterday was the highest number of of infections or cases ever. Wow! No kidding. Like, what's going on? And it's not just America; it's everywhere. Well, and I think part of it is as the weather gets cooler, we're starting to head indoors and spend more time in confined spaces. So. You know that has a lot to do with it. I suspect. I'm not. I'm not a. That, that's my best guess. <laughs> no, no science I, behind I, that. <laughs> oh no, I totally appreciate it. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so very timely, and thank you so much. Oh, you are most welcome. You know, I'm always looking for things to share that will help support and bootstrap lifestyle change that we're looking to make so and this is one of those things sure is as I used to say to my kids it's always better when you're around (laughs) (laughs) well you know and when they're there then your heart rate goes down because oh they're where they're supposed to be and I can relax and I don't have to worry about where they're at (laughs) yes yes absolutely I used to teach my kids relaxation um, and calming techniques all the time, and it really changed my classroom. Well, and I have noticed over the last four or five years that that a lot of times they'll have what they call one of those singing bowls that they use in the Middle mm-hmm. East where they'll ring them so the kids can focus on that and their breathing oh, yeah. while down. So, And sometimes we have a little script to read with it, and sometimes we don't. But... It does wonders because if they're coming in and they're all hyped up from recess and they need to be calm to do the reading or the writing, this kind of mm-hmm. segues them into that. So I think we should be teaching our kids how to meditate. Oh, I think we should be. Te- mm-hmm. It's a it, it's a it, it's a behavior skill that calms them and it gives them techniques to know what to do so that when you're not with them and they're home and there's a problem. They have ways to calm themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Well, teachers are just part. I'm just going to say, teachers are part of the of, of our community village. It takes a village. It does indeed. I don't know what I would have done without my village when my boys were younger. I would have probably totally fallen apart. <laughs> Yeah. Well, everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Monday. So, yep. I'm off to go deal with my uh, 
challenges of the day, which should be very fun and exciting. So take care. Thank you. You too. You're welcome.